Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot and the Gulf Shores of Alabama and Florida. Welcome to the greatest show on earth. <laughs> yeah, Ringling Brothers <laughs> and Ringling. Barnum and Bailey Circus. Here we are. There's a sucker born every four seconds. Every four seconds. Not every yeah. minute. I'm That's revising right. that. So continuing our um, series of 2A Heavy Lifters on Gun For Hire Radio. I'm going through my Rolodex. For you youngsters out there, Google it. Um, so I'm going, I'm going through my Rolodex, and uh, I'm looking at people that are making an impact in the 2A community bigly. And uh, these names popped up because uh, when I'm online, especially on the New Jersey Firearms uh, Owner Syndicate 2 page, she is in the forefront all the time answering the ATF questions, the FFL questions, the waiting periods for the NICS questions. She's always the, the first one to answer, and she always has the educated answers because there's so many uh, Facebook lawyers out there that are like, it's been three days, you haven't been approved, sue the bastards, you know. Um, and, and Melissa jumps right in and she's like, listen, this is it, Stockholm Syndrome, et cetera, et cetera. So without further ado, they have a gun range in New Jersey, and soon to have a, a gun store, excuse me, and soon to have a gun range. They're working on that, and they'll, and they'll share that with us. They're down in Maple Shade, New Jersey, which is South Jersey. I think that's pork roll territory. Sure is. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's and, all uh, pork roll. It's all pork roll. It's all, that's it's all right. It's all pork roll. roll. Yeah, um, we're going to be editing the shit out of this show. <laughs> uh, so we have <laughs> Legacy Indoor Range and Armory in Maple Shade, New Jersey, and the co-owners, Melissa Dean and Andrew Proctor. So without further ado, uh, Andrew, you start because uh, you were the lead with Legacy. Just, I need to hear from you, what, what made you get into the Second Amendment and guns? What made you do something stupid like open a gun range in the state of New Jersey? <laughs> and, 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 what and what drives you? Especially share with us, you know, uh, why you do what you do or what, what turned the bulb on. And then when you're done, we'll pass it on to Melissa. And, and take your time and share with us because our listeners want to know about the, you know, our, 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 our heavy lifters. Hit me. Sure. Sure. I appreciate it. Thank you, Anthony, for having us on. Um, you're welcome. I, uh, my background's a little weird. Um, I have 25 plus years of uh, public and corporate tax accounting. So it's not a average person that you would see go into this industry. Um, so you're a bean counter. Yeah, I still am. I guess so. Yeah, I was. I still am. I do everything for the business now. All right, so. All right. So here's the big question. Are you a LIFO man or a FIFO man? That, that's the big oh, question. Every, everyone oh. wants to know. Uh, well, depends on the situation, but I think I'm first in, first out. Okay, there it is. That's nice. good. good. So uh, my son was starting to get older. Um, I have two kids, and I wanted to introduce him into the, um, the firing or into the, the gun hobby. I, myself, I actually had started... Uh, well in advance in learning the different aspects of guns, picking up my own firearms, 
uh, and kind of expanded into that, started taking on um, intermittent gunsmithing courses on my own just so I could be more well diverse and educated in the firearms industry itself. Um, took my son to a range uh, over uh, in another state and had a really bad experience to the point of where I, it was almost a fight because the individual turned around in the port and started walking to the back of the mm. area with a gun slide closed and just started sweeping everybody with the firearm itself. Oh, I almost um, know the range you're talking about. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so... Ultimately, I had my son there. I went over and dealt with the issue, which almost led to a fist fight. But his friends actually calmed him down uh, and explained to him what he did wrong. Yeah, so I was sitting at home. I kind of had a hobby of uh, making my own moonshine <laughs> and was hmm. maybe do doing a little testing of the sampling. And I ended up, um, I had already started the process of kind of trying to find a area or a site that where we could possibly move to and start building a safe and clean environment for people to be able to shoot with a family uh, parents want to introduce their kids into this shooting hobby and sport and it's tough to find an area or a range that's you feel comfortable with bringing your kids to uh, you don't have to be watching out the back of your head trying to make sure the person next to you is safe with their firearm. True. Uh, so some of the ranges around this area, they don't put RSOs in the ranges, Yep. which I feel is a big safety violation. Yep, I've seen it. And it's usually experienced people that make the, the errors because they get yeah. comfortable with it. Yeah. The newbies and the renters, for the most part, are very afraid. And it's like, am I doing this right? You know, and, I, and they, they tend to be very reluctant in their moves and actions. It tends to be the experienced people. All right, so you had this epiphany. You're home making moonshine with your still. <laughs> Tell us more, Popcorn Proctor. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, <laughs> what basically ended up happening, um, I reached out to Melissa and said, hey, you know, I've been kind of working on an idea here. And... I saw the industry growing with the female shooters and mm -hmm. I said, what would be better than having an individual who is strong like Melissa to come in and be a partner with me to build this vision that I was having. For the record, I was not drinking the same moonshine at this point. It's kind of an inside joke with the moonshine. Not a lot of people know that, but I guess the cat's out of the bag now. Don't worry, no one listens to the show. You're fine. No one listens at all. It's six, seven listeners. That's all. Yeah. So um, we started the concept back in 2015. We formed the business. Uh, we were then decided, um, and Melissa will uh, add more to this, in the sense that we started, if we're going to start going into this industry, we better get ourselves educated and learn the proper etiquette and techniques with the firearms and start getting our NRA certification. So once we did open, we would be able to move forward and train our employees the way we wanted them trained and not so much just hire somebody off the street and go with the, the different techniques that they had brought to the table. Mm -hmm. So, and we started working, we signed on a, or put a deposit down on five acres over in Cinnaminson, um, for, and we had, uh, two significant investors 
unfortunately, they had signed on and we had an easy out clause. They ended up um, exiting due to Murphy coming in with his election when he got uh, elected in the first time. Supposedly. What's that? Supposedly. Yeah. They used that yeah. as an out, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, basically, because they were concerned about their gun laws. And yeah. actually, they are both down in Florida as we speak. <laughs> That's where they ended up moving to. Wow. Yeah. So, Melissa and I decided to look. We, we had some deep thoughts and um, decided to pursue uh, our idea and continue to move forward. Uh, you probably couldn't write the story with the different places. We are a very, just like you, uh, Woodland Park is, is the fact that we're in a very high residential area where every corner has um, apartments or a daycare or a school. Uh, and we all know you can't be within certain areas or so many feet or so many miles from those areas. Or it's frowned upon too. There's a couple sure. places yeah. in Jersey yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Certain that. townships just don't want it in there. You know, you hear a gun store and they think evil things. Yep. So, and then COVID hit us. Um, and that rewrote the story for us. We basically really catapulted us into the history books. So we continued to pursue, try finding other locations. Uh, we had an area which we thought during COVID we had worked diligently and lost two years on working with, um, only to have the partner come back. He evidently lost um, a brother who was a partner with the property, and the family said because he was signing with us, the devil took the brother. Uh, Not that it was sickness or something, but no, so, so yeah, wouldn't, so have been, wouldn't have been a good partner anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we ended up losing a lot of time with that. Uh, so we ended up. I was out driving around, and Melissa was out with her son driving around, and we both the next on Monday came and I said, Hey, what about this spot? And she's like, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was just in that same location with my son. So we were able to come to, we met with the landlord. Uh, we discussed different things with them and went to the township and presented the idea and they were good with it. So I know they're eager with the range and we're eager. So we are actually in the preliminary plannings because we are right off of a state highway that we have to kind of get their blessing regarding egresses and traffic flow so we can move forward with uh, the construction of the first range. Welcome to New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. Well, stay, stay the course and, and you're going to get it. So, uh, so how long have you guys been in Maple Shade now? Since the, I want to say the first week in January, maybe second week in January. Oh, it's, nope. it's, it's fairly new. Good. So their website yeah. is, because they haven't plugged it yet. Sandy yells at me because I don't plug uh, Crime Proof, right? Legacy Indoor Gun, it, Re, Legacy Indoor Range and Armory.com. Legacy Indoor Range and Armory.com. So, Melissa, t tell us a little bit about yourself as well and tell us what you're involved in. And, uh, and then we're going to share frustrations in New Jersey since Andrew shared a really good one about bringing ranges up to the next level um, to, to open it up for the masses and, and reach people that we normally wouldn't be able to reach. I got a great uh, – somebody posted a, a review. So uh, before you go into it, Melissa, listen to this review. Andrew, you're going to love this. Initially, I wasn't sure what to expect when visiting a gun range. In my mind, I envisioned an NRA convention atmosphere with people wearing camouflage and Second Amendment t-shirts. 
Well, that may be the case in some places. It certainly wasn't my experience at Gun For Hire. The staff greeted us warmly and provided excellent support, and the crowd was diverse, lively, and genuinely cool. Entering the range, be prepared for the initial shock of the sound. It can be a bit nerve-wracking, especially if you had prior experiences with live shooting uh, ranges outside. However, you quickly adjust to the noise, and it becomes less intimidating in terms of in terms of cost, renting guns and purchasing bullets can add up. We were informed that bringing our own guns and ammo would be more economical. We tried a Glock 19 and an AR-15, both of which I highly recommend for their performance and experience. Five stars. That's what we're looking for. We're looking to take those people that think they're walking into Duck Dynasty and have them turn. So with that, Melissa, give us your background, your bio, and why you decided to, you know, to, to punish yourself and get into the gun industry. <laughs> so, so like Andrew, I am, I am a nerd. You know, I'm a process engineer by trade. I apologize for my voice, by the way. I'm just getting over a cold. Um, so process engineering is basically finding out what's going wrong in different situations and making them better, if you will. And so I grew up shooting with my dad here in actually in Medford Lakes. There used to be a little range that we would go to. Great Much job. to my mother's chagrin, we would go and we would shoot. And, and I never really figured anything about it. I just enjoyed going and doing it. And then as I grew up, my parents were separated and divorced, and so I didn't see my dad as much. But in my adult life, my daughter was playing softball. That's actually how I met Andrew. And when he started talking about wanting to start shooting, um, he mentioned that Saul was having an event up at Gun For Hire. That was uh, Sandy and Sherry. The Second and, Amendment Women, yes, correct. Yep, Second Amendment Women. That is my first woman's group. And, uh, you know, it was neat to go up because I never really talked about being a gun owner. I just kind of was into shooting guns. I enjoyed it. I didn't worry about it any other way. When I started being identified as my father's executrix of his estate, my father has all of his firearms, and Andrew used to do estate planning as part of his career was telling me about how I had to get this FID card and I'm like what the heck's an FID card you know uh, I had no there's concept. the awakening like what yeah, the hell I is this zero concept at all <laughs> and then I start reading about the law and stuff and and knowing that you have a certain amount of time after somebody dies that you have to acquire all this documentation and I'm thinking if I'm putting my dad in the ground the last thing I'm worrying about is having to get an FID to take possession of his guns so I just started the process and, um, you know, acquired my FID, acquired my pistol permit. And when I went up to Saul, I took my guns up for this photo shoot. I, I had the option. I was talking to my daughter the whole way there because we're not, we're not close, but it's close enough that it was a day trip. And I said to my daughter, you know, remember, you got, if they take a picture, you make sure your finger's off the trigger because people will attack you if your finger's anywhere near the trigger. So, yep. you know, make sure you're going to be safe. And, and just kind of, she'd never been around guns except for at my dad's house when we got down on the floor and looked under the bed. And I said, you see them? And they're like, yes. And I was like, don't touch them. They're guns. And that was firearm safety for my children at that point. So when I got up to Gun for Hire, this was before, you know, the big the big range that you have now this mm -hmm. was the original site in woodland park and i just i was blown away when i walked in it was so clean it was so bright and um it was really neat so i'm texting andrew and i'm saying you got to see this range you know they've got a concierge desk you know all this different nothing compared to what you see in philadelphia and in pennsylvania <laughs> down here or even in jersey at the time down here and um when we got photographed, Bailey was given the option of taking her first shots, and that's when I met Rosie um, from CNJFO, David Rosenthal. 
he had the chance to teach my daughter how to take her first shots. And I got to sit in the back of the, the range and watch him teach her. And it was so cool to have somebody at an eye level. Now, my daughter's knee-high to a grasshopper at this point. She is not even five foot tall, 12 years old, I think she was at the time. And he's right down eye level with her, talking to her about it, encouraging her to go through it. And she, he, when, after she took her first shot, he says, you want to do it again? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, that's it. That was the spark point for her. And I was just so excited to watch somebody really teach her what she was doing and how to do it safely. I came home that night and I said to my husband, um, I said, I said, this is what I want to do. He's like, what do you mean this is what you want to do? I said, I want to learn how to teach people how to do what that guy did with Bailey. It was really neat to watch it. So fast forward, you know, we're getting all of our certifications. You guys actually did our, our BIT certification. Cool. And I'm working with, I have a couple friends who are survivors of domestic violence. And mm. I was teaching one of them how to use their gun at the range. And just bad experience. You know, the range forced us to use their ammo. Their ammo would not cycle in my gun. They didn't have any RSO in the range for me to have somebody help get help through. I mean, so I, I, I was comfortable enough. I made it through. But you, you think about all of the different aspects when you're teaching somebody new. You want to remove any, er any opportunity for error or injury. And so when I have to walk away to get something for my gun, it's like I can't take my gun with me because that's not safe. Can't leave my gun in the port because she doesn't know what she's doing yet. So long story short, when I'm, when I'm venting to Andrew is when he says to me, you know, the whole infamous insert frozen song here, do you want to build a gun range kind of conversation? And that's where we ended up starting what is now called Legacy. We, we came up with the name Legacy, just a little history there, because we both do have two children each, and we really wanted to make a difference in the industry. We wanted to change the face of what we had seen and what we had both experienced with. And we felt like the best way to do that was to start in our own location, one person at a time. When we started benchmarking against other stores and other ranges, most of that happened by me walking in with his son and waiting to see how long it took for somebody to call me hun, call me babe, Ugh. sweetie. And I'm like, first of all, you don't know me. I'm not your hun. I'm, I'm really nobody's sweetie, frankly. I'm a Jersey girl. <laughs> I don't think I'm the only thing that's different, but I am, I am extremely independent as people go. And I, I don't need you to coddle me. I want you to speak to me like I'm somebody on your level. I don't need you to demean me or speak down to me. But what we found more often than not was if I would walk in 10 minutes early and with, and with his son, Andrew, and we would walk along, no one would approach me unless I went to them. I could be standing at the counter and it would be like, ah. you could, it was like an audible sigh. And then Andrew would walk in, Andrew Sr. would walk in shortly thereafter. He'd be like, yo, dude, what can I help you with? Oh, I'm sorry. Like, like next time, next time I'll wear something different so you pay a little attention to me. <laughs> so, uh, isn't, that, that isn't that horrible? It is horrible. And, and I can say that, that I think as women, and I'm, I'm just going to say this from a personal kind of standpoint, I think that up until I started doing this, I really had become so accustomed to it that I was almost deaf to it. And so, you know, you smile, you politely nod, say thank you. And it was fast, you know, fast forward even from there when I'm now teaching people how to shoot. 
which nothing can prepare you for teaching other people how to shoot and, and having them have that moment where they're like, this is really cool. And I said, had a lady say to me, how did you get comfortable going to the range by yourself? And I hadn't really ever thought about it because frankly, I used to hate going to the range by myself. I even going up for that event for saw, I said to Andy, I was like, I don't, I don't know how to go to the range by myself. I've never done it. I've either gone with my dad or I've gone with him. I never went by myself. And he's like, he basically was like, so figure it out. You know, like you're a big girl. Bye. See you later. <laughs> okay. So it, I said to my, to the, my client at that point, it was the moment that I realized that being uncomfortable in a range said just as much about me as it did about the people who were making me uncomfortable. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I have to figure out a way to, to be comfortable and I have to own it and not be allowed to be demeaned and take control of that situation. When we started Legacy in our little 300 square foot office, that come to Jesus moment after we lost the investor was, or the investors was really how are we going to do this on our own? You know, we're both at this point for nugs in the industry. Um, but we both had a lot of experience for running businesses and we both had a lot of experience for teaching and, and really being at the brass tacks level of how we wanted to change the industry. And we do firmly believe that one person at a time when they come into our store to buy a gun, we have an option to change the atmosphere at that exact moment. And that's how we've approached it from that point. Each one, reach one. It's funny, and, I'm listening to this story, Anthony. Yes. And I'm remembering back 15, 16 years ago when we traipsed from place to place to place to place. Yeah. State after state after state. <clears throat> I remember vividly um, a bathroom in a South <laughs> Jersey range that literally was a shower curtain and a spackle bucket. It was pretty bad. Yeah. It was pretty bad, and that was and that, actually that was probably the highlight of the ranges we we we, we went to. I, you know, when I talk, Melissa, when I talk to my staff, I'm like, it's amazing how uh, a business can go out of their way to alienate yeah. fifty percent yeah. of their potential customer base. I think it's more than that too, because I'm I'm going back to even now. This is before I met you. <clears throat> uh, I was brandy new to firearms, right? And um, I'm not going to mention the name of the store, but it was in central Jersey, up around the Rawway area. And I happened to walk in one day to purchase my first uh, pistol. And I happened to live in a... I, had, I was new to New Jersey. I just had come back to New Jersey. And I, when I did move back in, I moved into a very small town, and I knew the chief of police very well. So it was very easy for me to get an FID card and, 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 and everything else. It was just instantaneous. So I did not have that, that experience. But then I went to go purchase a gun. And I went to this gun shop. And I happened to be dressed for work. So I had on a suit jacket and whatnot, walked into the place, was completely ignored uh, Melissa, so it was. I was completely ignored the same way you were, because I guess I didn't walk in with camo on or whatever. <laughs> and, and it li literally, I mean, I stood there for probably twenty minutes, and just turned around and walked out of the door because it was just. And there was no one else in this store. the The gunsmith was in the back there and whatever, and there was really nobody else in the store. 
Melissa, and, and it's and really insane to me that that any store that wants to have a good business would ever be like that. <laughs> exactly. Every customer that walks in that front door, we've had anti you know gun people come in, and it's still yeah, an opportunity too. to be able to say, hey, let me let me tell you about the dark side, if you will. Yeah. yeah, don't don't dig in your heels. Be objective. Listen to their emotional stuff. Yeah. You know, and and try to win them over, or at least pull them a few inches more towards the center, is 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 my goal. You know, one of the biggest pet peeves uh, uh, that I love that other gun stores do in the area around me is they tell customers somebody will walk in and ask to see a you know Beretta or something, and the sales associate will say, "Before I take this gun down, you know, it's thirty five hundred dollars." <laughs> So I love I love that they do that because you're really just like in like excuse me poor you you don't look like you can afford this gun I really don't feel like turning and stretching to show it to you remember can I the see day your financials what? before I show you right. this gun how ignorant is this right. exactly. but that was the old montage of the gun stores I mean yes. it's just look look at the staff that was usually in there I mean right. Like that right. was one of the big thing with our new store. We changed the whole concept of how we display guns. Everything's out on the floor. All is at eye level, long guns, handguns, everything's behind glass doors, but the customer can walk up and see it. So they can actually browse. Mm -hmm. And then we have an opportunity to then go over and say, is there anything you're interested in seeing? Yeah. It's, so when, it, go ahead, go ahead, Melissa. You I was just going to say, so when we were, when we were coming up with the concept of different things, when we approached our business, retail was really not number one. Honestly, we really wanted the range first because there's such a need for a good range and any range, honestly, in this area. So retail was kind of tertiary. It wasn't even a primary value stream, if you will. And so when we started really focusing on the retail, we started talking more about um, people don't know what they don't know in this industry. Mm -hmm. And um, I do want to take one moment and just plug my ladies group because please, please, we're we pretty you. brutal when it comes, to, and I say we, but really it's me. We're pretty brutal about the no men, no exceptions hashtag. My ladies group is only women. We do not let men in. Um, if you have a shared profile, you have to make, you have to make your own profile. We're going to, we're going to enforce nice. that. It is uh, legacy ladies only. You can search it. It has a picture of I am not most women as our cover photo. Um, I, I'm very proud of the fact that I'm a woman. You know, like it, that we can do things that a lot of guys, well, guys in general can't do. Yeah. <laughs> but my women's group, we our hashtag literally is no men, no exceptions. I was um, awesome to have the opportunity to meet Kelly and Pigeon from Armed and Feminine. And yeah. she came out and did a class for me that was only women. And so we had female instructors, female clients, obviously, female RSOs. We did use a range over in Pennsylvania and they basically allowed us carte blanche. There were no men in that range the whole time that we were teaching. It was awesome. And I think it's really important that women have conversations with other women and have the ability to talk about things that that a guy's not going to be able to answer, frankly. And that's not to take anything away from the guys. You guys are awesome. I'm a big fan. I like men. You know, but <laughs> when it comes to guns, you know, when a woman has to consider how she's going to carry her gun, there's things she has to consider that men don't have to consider. Yeah, yeah. And I want to be able to talk about that openly and honestly. The DC project, which is now Women for Guns Rights, Women for Gun Rights DC project that started by Dan and Diana Mueller is my other woman's group. Um, TO for 2A is our big thing. You know, we want to make sure that women understand that we have to educate our legislators. That's my second plug. 
I'm not good at these plugs. No, just you have so to you guys keep, keep plugging, though. I need you to keep plugging. While she's on the, let's talk about that. It's save the date. The CNJFO slash Women for Gun Rights DC Project fundraiser is April 20th, 2024, from 6 to 10 p.m. at the mansion on Main Street in Voorhees. I will be there with my wife. I bought a $500 package. And next week, Tony Simon is going to be on Gun for Hire Radio, and he's going to be wearing the crop top teal shirt, and I'm going to be making another $500 donation. Thank God it's radio. For gun rights. Oh, we're going to be posting It's moments pictures. like that you need a live feed for these recordings. <laughs> don't because don't that's worry. We're, we're going to have it. And, and Armin, Armin from CNJFO wanted me to just let everybody know it's, it's a joint fundraiser. And you go to cnjfo.com, uh, and you can get all the information you need there. And I know, Melissa, you're very active in this organization, as well as being so active online. But keep plugging away, because in a few minutes, we're going to take a break. Then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk uh, ATF and FFL and et cetera, et cetera. Hit us. So what think, else? I think one of the biggest things, we, we talked about this a little bit in the beginning. One of the biggest things is people in this industry don't know what they don't know. And we still have customers that walk in on a regular basis that are like, I want to buy a gun. And it's like, okay, I need to see your credentials. What do you mean I need credentials? Can't I just walk in and buy a gun? And it's like, so let's go have a conversation. You know, let's have the come to Jesus talk now where absolutely not, you cannot. And, you know, our legislators love to pass these laws that do absolutely nothing to um, reduce criminal activity. They do nothing to prevent guns from getting in the hands of the wrong people but they stop law-abiding good people from being able to defend themselves on a regular basis. COVID brought the best of that out. We saw a lot of oh, people. Yeah. We were turning away probably 10 people a day that had no credentials to be able to purchase. Yeah, one of the most upsetting. Great? Oh, yeah. And, and one of the most upsetting things is you had, you had people that were genuinely afraid for their lives during mm -hmm. COVID. And I, I remember we had a, a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter that came in that wanted to buy a gun. And they're like, you know, everybody said it was easy. Why is, I thought I could just walk in. And it's like, well, you can't. Well, how am I gonna defend myself? And it was like, well, we have this aerosol gun cleaner and a big lighter. You know, that that's the best I can encourage you to do at this point. Otherwise, at that point, in the beginning of COVID, you're, you were looking at an easy six months to be able to get your credentials, to be able to buy a gun. And some townships, frankly, are still six months, which is completely unacceptable. That's a big soapbox moment for me. Those towns that are taking so long, e those towns that are taking so long, email those towns uh, or any listeners and, and, and you guys, info at Gun for Hire. I shame those towns online, and it seems to be quite effective because residents go to the police department and go, oh, I was listening to this week's Gun for Hire radio, and you got shamed or you got an accolade, and it seems to, to light a fire. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be a public service of that. As long as I never get pulled over in those towns, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we we have a we have a high density of law enforcement officials in our in our and we are very like a donut hole where we are, and we have a, probably eight to ten different departments, not in, not including sheriffs, that come in, and we'll ask them, you know, hey, how are permits going in your town? It's, and most of them are are okay. We have one particular township, and um, they they a couple of their guys come in, and we're like. How do you have your permit yet? Now I'm still waiting. Now I'm still waiting. It's like you're an officer in your town and you're still waiting for your pistol permit. That's a problem. There's, there's, and to go back to info at, at gunforhire.com, absolutely. Another shameless plug, the New Jersey Firearms Syndicate page two, and I think we're going to add an A yes. to the end of that. Um, I am, I am an admin on that group and it's such a great collection of people behind the scenes that really come up with different answers. But when it is something that's FFL related, typically they tag me 
I and if to, I uh, don't know the answer, I call Andy when he was yeah. doing construction over here when I was still running the store in Cinnamons. And Let's, now that we're uh, here, I just say, hey, this is my answer. What do you think? Love it. Let's, uh, we, I'm going to take- We actually uh, have Jay Factor doing some stuff with Mark Cheeseman now. And we have sent over many, many, many plaintiffs that have reached out to them from local townships that are just taking way too long, five to six months, to get a pistol permit. It's obscene. Yeah. A right delayed is a right denied. We're going to take a break for housekeeping. I want to come back because you, uh, this is what I want to talk about. You answer the compliance questions. You guys, both of you guys, I, I guess Andrew was the man behind the curtain, and he pushed you out to be the, the front man, so to speak. What a sexist remark. You were the front <laughs> non-binary non something, whatever. Anyway, uh, so my first plug is for Legacy Indoor range and armory.com in maple shade new jersey they're a full service gun store ffl right now they do uh andrew you do seracoding and everything else tell, tell us what you do real quick as i continue with the uh ads for everybody what else do you guys uh, do down there uh, we do uh basic gunsmithing we all now have our manufacturing license and we are approved by the state of new jersey for manufacturing so we will be doing full uh builds from uh, unserialized to, to serialized firearms. Uh, we, uh, Cerakote, uh, we are in the process of going down to San Antonio, Texas for laser training. We will be doing uh, engraving and also um, stippling for grips with the lasers. Uh, we have a mill that we are looking to get uh, up and running, so we will be our own machine shop inside of Legacy for milling and other custom gun works. Perfect. Uh, next plug, NYTAC Defense, nytacdefense.com. Uh, if you live in New York, please use Gun for Hire, one word, for 15% discount off your monthly membership. It is the only legal defense fund that's approved in New York State and the five boroughs. If you live in the 49 other states, I implore you to have U.S. Law Shield, uslawshield.com. Use Gun for Hire, one word for the code. Uh, I just, you guys talk about newbies. I got an email this morning from somebody saying, where do I get insurance for my carry permit? You know, it's been, <laughs> it's been gone about a year. Insurance is not part of the requirement anymore. Here's somebody carrying a gun who heard from somebody who thinks they still need insurance. Knowledge is power, you know, it's, it, and the state doesn't want us to know. Uh, last week we had John Petrolino on decoding firearms slash the pen Patriot. Uh, please check him out, support him. My doctor, Optimal Health Wellness NJ. Optimal Health Wellness NJ. You two guys, once you get the range up and running, you'll be getting concierge medicine too, because you don't have time to go to doctor now anyway. Wait until you have the retail and the range open 84 hours a week, 363 <laughs> days a year, like me. So, optimalhealthwellnessnj.com. I'm, I'm in Florida right now because I've been working seven days a week for the past 32 years, I basically told Richie and Matt, my partners, that I'm gonna be staying in Florida using up my sick and vacation time. I have until 2032, okay? I don't have to come back until 2032, so I'm burning up my sick and vacation and comp time. The next one is uh, Aberdeen Guns and Ammo in Monmouth County, another 2A friendly uh, range and female, uh, excuse me, gun store and female friendly, more in central Jersey. Uh, don't forget our f friends at news number two, letter A.com, news2a.com, as well as Varsity Firearms Podcast, John Valenti. He's going to be on the show uh, soon as well. Uh, Standstrong.biz. There's over 400 businesses, products, and services on that. Are you guys on Standstrong.biz? 
I don't think we are actually. Slackers, stanstrom.biz, go on today and set up your account and I'll approve it, please. There are other gun ranges and gun stores in South Jersey that are on it. You know, I should ban you uh, halfway through the show, <laughs> but I'm going to be I'm going to be nice today. Don't forget, I mean, we plugged this already, CNJFO and of course the uh, DC project which is also women for gun rights now April 20th the mansion at Main Street get your tickets I'm gonna be there we'll have some fun and of course save the date October 2nd at the Tides Estate in North Halden unbelievable uh, the lineup wait till John Acapinti comes on you guys you guys can make a donation to that dinner as well because we're gonna be attracting people from all over J factors gonna be there too so <clears throat> go to FOD1 at optonline.net and uh, let John know you want to donate a $50 or $100 gift card or something for your gun store. This way you'll get in the program and you'll get a shameless plug every week by me because that's how we roll. And with that, I want to go back into uh, what we were talking about, uh, uh, what we think, uh, you know, the questions that you guys answer all the time. Like, is the 16-inch barrel legal? Is this? Why does it take so long? Melissa, you're always tagged. And you're always the first. And in the beginning, I used to answer a lot of the FFL stuff and the compliance stuff. And now, to be honest with you, I just wait for you to answer it. And there are times where I've screenshot your answers and I've shared it with my staff. So I want you to know, I want you to know how powerful that your answers and your research are and how many people you know it's it's getting to. So we, we use your information and that's the way it should be. So Talk to us about that because I know sometimes it's frustrating. You're banging your head on the wall because we answer the same questions over and over again. But the two of you, share some of your experiences and share some of your knowledge for our listeners out there. It, it, it really it, it really is. Uh, it can be frustrating. Let me say it like that. First of all, I just want to say I, I genuinely appreciate that positive feedback. I have, I have had a lot of respect for you since I met you. Um, I, I genuinely appreciate that feedback and knowing that um, that that you appreciate what, what I, we have done as far as being Hell vocal. Yeah. I, I do want to talk about that insurance piece. And, and you know, that when people come in and they ask those questions, one of the things, and, and I apologize, I get really, really angry with some of this stuff, but the insurance piece, you know why people ask about the insurance? Because the state does absolutely nothing to correct their errors. And so when, when we win these lawsuits, and I say we because all of us in the two-way community are out fighting these things by posts or actual lawsuits or signing on as plaintiffs you know we we both and i said we as in legacy and then anthony i think with anjrpc you guys we were the ones that sued the state you know when they were like oh gun stores can't be open <laughs> what what part of second amendment infringement did you not understand from your civics class in high school but anyway the insurance is still mentioned the statutes are still researchable even though they're not passed and because people don't know um, how to read these things, they don't realize that the insurance has been put aside. You, they, you can't have insurance in New Jersey because Murphy said it's illegal to have insurance in New Jersey. What kind of, what kind of rocket science is that? He, the man baffles me. Um, mm. So but the state does, does not do what they need to do to update their information. New Jersey State Police Firearm Facts page is still not current with current legislation and current laws. One being if you move to the state, you have to register your guns. The state police website says, no, you don't. And But if you email the state police, they say, oh yeah, this has been law. And then, you know, depending on who you get, most of them are good, I'm gonna say that. But sometimes you get somebody who is like, yeah, that, that was passed a while ago. Why are you even asking? Well, because your website says that you don't have to. 
oh, I guess we've got to get that fixed. That was, a, that was over a year ago. And it still says you don't have to worry about registering your guns. That's what I like to call culpable deniability. Mm-hmm. You know, if the state police website says, no, you don't have to do it, but the state has it in law. So if you don't read it, if you don't follow and stay up on top of it, how do you do it? And people don't know what they don't know. They come in these stores and they think it's going to be easy. And, you know, the questions that we get all the time is, what do you mean I need a pistol permit for a handgun? (laughs) (laughs) Or why does my address on my FID have to be the same? What credentials do I need to buy a gun? Um, One one that's huge is my my father passed away last week. Um, What do I do with his guns? Somebody told me I have to bring them all to an FFL and and transfer them all to my name. It's like, eh, you know, so let's talk about that. You know, there's a lot of questions. There's bad, bad legislation. Why is the magazine blocked? What do you mean I have to have my mags to 10 rounds? You know, we get, we get, you know, there's zero tolerance now. The ATF came in and did their audit at our place a few months ago, and we have people sending guns into us to transfer under their nickname, and the gun doesn't match their 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 birth name, right? So we tell them we can't we can't give you the gun. The we call the ATF. The ATF says you can't give them the gun. We've had to send guns back, or we've had to have like gun broker change their invoice and resend it to us. You can't if your name is you know um, Anthony P. Calandro. You can't send it like you know uh, Tony Guns. You you can't you can't do that. You know because that was your name on Gun Broker or something like that. So go ahead, c- continue, please, because I like where you're going with all of this. Well, I mean, you know, it, it really comes down to, you know, and we'll go back to COVID a little bit, when people weren't knowing, uh, going back to the you don't know what you don't know, people are aware, many people now, that 10 rounds is the limit. But what they don't realize is it's really up to the seller outside of the state when you do a transfer, whether or not they ship the gun for Andrew to make compliant. And our federal license covers us, as any FFL in this state, your federal firearms license covers you within your four walls. Your state license is what breaks the threshold. So during COVID, you know, a lot of gun stores did not make it during COVID. Believe it or not, I know gun stores were super busy, but there were some that could not get their hands on inventory. And you can't make it on just transfer fees, even though you read all the time on Reddit, oh, they increased their fees to $75. It's like, you have no idea what it takes to bring a gun in, log it in, maintain it, the insurance. Don't even get me started on the insurance. Mm-hmm. but. Keeping you know, the records we have, for a thousand we have two, years. And, and I want to do an I want to do an anti shameless plug here. We at Legacy does not do business with Bud's Guns, and they will not do business with Grab a Gun. And the reason why we don't, as a business, do business with those two online entities is because they will pull your over ten round magazines, and they will not reimburse you. They will not send you replacement mags, and they will not give you credit towards their business. Wow. That is an infringement on your rights. For their profit and it is such a scam the story behind it is we're down here in maple shade we were in cinnamons and very close to cherry hill high density of jewish community and customers and we had a father and son came in because they had right before covid the world started to go crazy before covid even but they had a threat made on their lives <coughs> an anti-semitic threat made on their lives and they came to us to buy their first guns and get get training and everything and the gun that the son wanted was a, a Smith & Wesson M&P with a thumb safety, full size. Smith & Wesson only makes them in 17 rounds. They won't make, they don't make them in 10. And even though we have talked to Smith & Wesson about this, 
what we ran into was one of those two online retailers shipped the gun in without mags and you could not get mags for the gun. It just wasn't possible. And I went back and forth with them and I was like, we will block the mags. I will send you a legal statement absolving you of any issue because we will assume responsibility for blocking those mags. Sorry, it's our corporate policy. And so we, we were very blatant. We went out, we started tagging them in posts and said, you know, we will no longer do transfers from these. Good. And every time we have a customer who asks about transferring a gun in from those two entities, we either take the sale or refer them somewhere else. And I know that we're small, we're, we're small potatoes, but people need to understand that that's where, you, that's where the big guns get you. Yep. You can't keep getting your rights infringed upon and allowing it to happen and think that anything is gonna change. That's the Stockholm Syndrome thing. You know, when Nix is taking, Nix, the I is, stands for instant, not incessant. <laughs> and in New Jersey, when I first started doing Nix checks, I remember it was, we wouldn't even be able to get the paperwork finished fast enough. Now, we tell people, you won't leave with your gun. Nope. You, you won't leave with your gun. It's not going to happen. I call it and, a not-so-instant background check. Oh, it's so it's so annoying. And, you know, when I remember you and I, Anthony, you and I were texting back and forth in the middle of COVID. We were showing <coughs> pictures of the stacked pending yep. um, Nick's background checks, just how horrible it was. And what people don't realize is those little stores have to insure that product. And that insurance, A, is very difficult to come by, and B, is off the charts expensive. So when a little store increases their fees because the state is taking too long, it's all money. And it's all because the little guy isn't making money on that gun except to do that transfer. Yeah, 100%. I, I know I wanted to talk about the uh, the buds guns and the grab a gun and us not doing business with them. I was I told you I wanted to do that specifically, because these big companies need to understand that when when you when you're selling a gun to somebody, they're not do they're not selling it to the criminal. They're not going to do something illegal with it. They're they're trying to defend themselves. They're trying to defend their children. You know we had. Um, I know we talked about two of our children so far, but uh, Rebecca and Connor are our other two children who actually actively work in the store. And when they first started working, we had a guy walk in with a revolver in his back pocket and pulled it out of his pocket to ask Andrew a question. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how Andrew did not break that guy's hand when he disarmed him. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to think you have your daughter behind this gentleman and he's reaching in back of him to pull a gun out of his pocket. <coughs> and I'm, I'm looking at, at this situation and I, I, I remember the story when Andrew was in the range with Andrew and the gentleman swept us with the gun. Nothing will make you recognize the importance of firearm safety more than having your children right there and at risk. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's my cool soapbox moments there. Sorry about that. No, that's, but, good. Um, that's good. The most common questions we get are, are mostly around documentation. Uh, we do get, why do I have to take the flash hider off of my gun? Why is a muzzle brake more legal than a flash hider? Um, <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, my favorite, because you touched on this, uh, I think, a week or two ago on your show. Um, are, why aren't AR pistols legal? Well, they are, if you get them the right way. You know, you can 100% have an AR pistol in uh, the state of New Jersey, you just have to make sure the criteria is met. And if you're not sure what that is, I would say check with your local gun store. Let them educate you. But when you ask a question, for the love of God, actually listen to the answer. Don't talk over them when they're giving you the answer. 
and you know, being a woman in this industry, that was one of the things I had to overcome was when I would open the door, say, how can I help you? And people would look around me and you know, mm-hmm, say, no, it's mm-hmm. me. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to show you how to load your mag right now. I'm going to, I'm going to show you how to shoot your gun now too. Um, whether you like it or not, bitch. <laughs> yeah, basically, when we have when we have women who come in with their with their husbands, and the husband has this this wonderful bravado, you know, well, she needs something small, you know, she's Ugh. dainty, Ugh. and I'm like, <laughs> I, I laugh, and it's really funny for the woman, and it's like, yeah, no. I ain't gonna work with us. It's really funny when when Andrew gets it because Andrew's six five. He's not a little guy. And you know he looks at the husband and he's like he's like so are you buying the gun or does she mute? Yeah. <laughs> the guy's she like, speak no. at all or? And he, he'll be like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to her. Is that okay? Because if she's buying the gun, it really doesn't matter what you think she needs. Right. And and we all enter enter you know jokes at that point. Because... Don't you love? Don't you love when when a woman puts something in her hand that wasn't on the husband's list and looking at his face when she says, "Wow, I really like this one," and it's like he's yep. like short circuiting, right, Andrew? He's like, "What? What? Yep. what? No, 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 no! That wasn't the one I was talking about." I'm like, "Okay, that's great. We'll look at that one, but I'm gonna go with experience and you know work with her and see what feels comfortable to." Her. Yeah, I, you know, I use all the time the Harry Potter thing with the wand. You know, the gun chooses you. You can research for a hundred hours. You can listen to fifty experts so to speak air yep. quotes but when a male or female when you put a gun in your hand you're like oh, i like the way this one feels yep it i'm sorry there's there's no substitute for for putting a gun in your hand and feeling it you know and uh Absolutely. it's amazing i just love that andrew when the guys have that short circuit moment a lot of times it's ulterior motives they want the gun for them yep they exactly. want the gun for them exactly, exactly. and this is a yeah. way to get it i put it for you hun yeah bullshit and you know it's it always cracks me up when when they're like well you know she's delicate and i'm like how many children do you have oh i i have three children i'm like yeah what happens when they get on your nerves i'm like you know how do you parent like are you really gonna or i say do you have brothers and they're like yeah why i'm like did you ever fight them when you were younger well yeah okay we're gonna talk about that when we hold the gun when you have to stand when you're holding, when you're standing, I'm gonna imagine you're getting ready to box your brother. That's how we're gonna do this. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And you got the husband there going, oh my God, she's really gonna know how to do it. And my favorite is always when we get a chance to teach a husband and wife together. And the husband usually, you know, air quotes here, knows how to shoot um, and the <laughs> wife does not. And you set them up with an instructor. And by the time that the event is done, the wife is shooting better than the husband yep. because she's listening to the instruction and she is competitive and she wants to do better. So she listens to every single breath that comes out of that instructor to make sure that they're doing it correctly. And I've, I have had many, many where I take the wife and the husband brings a new gun because that's what I tell the husband to do. If you've shot all these other guns, bring something new. Let's work on your most difficult gun when you come in for a lesson. And by the time they're done, they're blown away at the fact of things that they did not know, did not realize in how to hold it properly, how to stand. Eye dominance is a huge one. Oh, yeah. You know, how do you know I'm shooting with my left eye? You turned your whole head. So what other questions do you think? It's it's so so fulfilling. Andrew, what else? What else gets you? What what do you get? What do you get a lot of uh, questions of that you have to address? A lot of the people, I mean, I would say probably 60% of our client base is first time buyers. And just like you said about getting every gun in your hand, we recommend even if they don't buy from us. I mean, we're kind of like the worst salespeople out there. 
in the sense that we tell people to get as many guns in your hands because that'll tell you without shooting it what one's going to feel proper in your hands um a lot of people don't realize the first time gun owners that they'll come in with one permit but they want to buy more than one gun and it's like well you should have possibly you should have we always recommend getting at least two permits as a minimum and the first one you can buy right away and you still have plenty of time to be able to exercise that second permit within your 180 day span because you know jersey's got to have limits on how quickly your permit expires that's that's actually another another thing that's super important to make people aware of the state does nothing to let you know how to go about getting multiple permits and you don't have to do a multi-gun pistol permit in order to get more than one permit and this state it used to be before covid that the local pds if they were pro-gun would be like hey you know you should probably pull two you should probably pull three the reality is the state makes more money when you request individual permits one at a time than when you request two to three permits at a time the math there is you're going to pay the state for the overall request but you're going to pay your township for your individual permits so when you request three the state gets paid once your township gets paid three times yep. and so everything we can do the state already has their hands in our pockets they are coming after us left and right financially and and i i'm still baffled why people who don't have the money to buy a gun who have to genuinely save money to buy a gun don't fight these fees because you're the people who need these guns if you need a gun you shouldn't have to worry about where you're getting money to buy the gun legitimately and they are the people, the exact people, that the state does not want to have guns, which mm -hmm. is why they wrote the... Do you remember back in the, the, the Saturday night special days? It, the, gun was hard, the gun was evil because it was inexpensive. Yeah, yeah Saturday, exactly. That's where Saturday Night Special came from. Yeah. That's correct. Affordability. It's, uh, that's now the ability to defend yourself in the state of New Jersey costs more than the value of the firearm correct. you can yeah, buy a correct, firearm for right. less yeah, than it costs point. you to license yourself to defend yourself in the state of new jersey right. and it's it's ludicrous to me that we don't have more people being vocal and that's where the stockholm syndrome tag really comes from they're I just grateful to get their gun i'm so happy i have my gun like no right, now you're right. now you're siding with the people who are taking yep. your rights away right you know, we have I think got it's, to do a better job of reaching out to these legislators and educating them on how their bad legislation does nothing but make us all more victims. I think the criminals don't care, that's for sure. I think they don't care. I think the big problem is, is the fact that th there's no comparison to draw against until you leave this state and go to a, a free state and experience what it is really like to be in America. To, to not have to say, mother may I, for every conceivable purchase that you make. The, I, I, I just, I went yesterday. See, that's, the whole, that's the whole thing that people miss. Yes. Bad gun legislation is a cancer. Yes. And it is spreading through yes. this country because it is not being fought at its foundation. Every time somebody says, oh, I'm just going to move to Pennsylvania, I think Andrew has gained gray hair from that statement alone because he's like, what's that going to do for you? Right. And now you look at Pennsylvania, they're turning every day. Virginia has anti um, anti assault weapon bills on the table now that just passed the, the house. Now look what happened in Delaware. Look at Delaware. Yep. Yeah, you can't. People, you have to understand, you got to fight here. You have to get involved in your local area. 
and and really start talking to people now because this legislation is going to spread and it does nothing to make us safer it's done nothing to stop all of these shootings that you see around you're right we call it the plague and the plague's just going to continue to spread out and as people run from it instead of making a stand to fight for it and start questioning our legislators it's just going to continue to move around and it's just so you can see it, it moved into delaware they can't have uh, semi-automatic rifles uh you look into pa the center of the state's now starting to flip and it, it's just going to continue the whole west coast thought process is now starting to move into all the other states yes yeah. you know and in, in addition to that you have these situations where um, people like to play ffl against ffl you know or gun store against gun store oh, and right. one of the yeah. things that i know i'm super proud of as a business owner in this industry is I will send somebody to another FFL if I if I think that we can't offer it, but I know that that store does. I'll say go to this store. You know, if they're looking for a difficult to find ammo that I know is at another store, I will send them there. And I think that FFLs as a as a business in this state need to realize that the better we work together, mm -hmm. the stronger we can help people be. Don't let the consumers control us. We control the environment. And so when I post on the syndicate page, you know, like, why the blank are we waiting four days for next checks? And people are like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, to you, it might not yeah. be. But that's the funny thing about rights. Like, right. a right is a right. And just because it doesn't impact you doesn't mean that somebody else has to suffer without it. And we talk about training. You said something on, I think it was the show with Mark Anthony, where you were talking about people really need to be responsible for their training. And I think people also need to understand there's a difference between rightful gun ownership and responsible gun ownership. Yeah. Everybody has the right to own a gun, but each individual should be responsible and train with that firearm. Oh, yeah. And I think people need to get off their high horse when they start talking about different aspects of, you know, why go to the range every other day? That's great, you might, you, you might have that chance. If that guy goes once a week, as long as he's practicing, I'm not going to I'm not going to diminish that. But I, there is a difference between w w 30 years of experience and one year of experience 30 times. If they, 100%. If, if, you know, if they're doing it wrong and they're doing it wrong every other day at the range, they still suck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. And, and not being able to take feedback. Right. You know, like, right. we, I, we've had guys with it when they'll say, no, I'm, I have trouble. We used to run into it a lot in the beginning where we had a couple of federal officers would come in right before qualifying and they would say, I have to qualify and I, I know I'm not going to pass and I, I need just a coaching session because there's a lot of industries, a lot of departments, I should say, that really don't focus on internal training and, and helping their guys develop their skill when it comes to using their firearms. And people that don't run into burning buildings really should not cast any sh shade on people who do. Yeah. And until we as townships and as a state reinforce teaching our law enforcement how to do better, like we're going to have situations and we, we just need to do better across mm -hmm. the board. Well, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I send, I, I refer people to other places. I'm like, we don't handle that line. They have it up there. I send people to for gun storage all, all the time. You know, we have we have to work together. And I'll tell you what, your tactic is right because it's part of the secret to my success. Because I'll have a customer come back, and they're a customer for life now because I was objective and I referred them to someplace else. Right. And all by default now, I become their home gun store slash gun range. Where if I was negative. They would say, oh, that guy's a jackass, and they'd never come back. 
if they were educated and objective. So I like the fact that we keep an open door. I communicate with everybody. I advocate for everybody because there's power in numbers, you know, and knocking somebody down isn't going to make you any better. Just right. look no. forward. I, you know, people are like, oh, did you see what this place is doing? So I have to be honest with you. I'm surrounded by gun ranges and gun stores. I don't have a memory of the last time I've been on their websites. Your website this morning is the first time I've been on a New Jersey FFL's gun, uh, uh, website probably in five years because I wanted to be able to plug your domain. You know, going back to what you said about working with the customers, they, everybody comes in as a customer. But the big change is you making them into a client. A client yes. will come back for repetitive business, will come back and maybe just come in and shoot the shit with you or come in and have an open discussion about their next firearm they were looking to purchase. They, they build trust and a value in your opinion. And that's the difference between a customer who's just coming in to use us against another store and they just are looking shopping by price as opposed to someone who wants to build that continuing relationship with you, which yeah, our, then becomes a client. Our philosophy, and we really started to hone in on it a lot during COVID, our philosophy is the right gun, not the right now gun. Like you, you really have to find the one that, the, the gun that feels the best in your hand when you're a first time buyer is the one you're gonna practice with the most. The more you practice, we're safer one person at a time. I can't tell you how many times we say that to people that are coming in to buy their guns and we will say to them, I'm gonna put all these in your hand and then I want you to go shoot. And, and we can't wait till we have our own range because we can be like, now you're going to go shoot them. Let's go make an educated decision. And people genuinely appreciate that. I think it says a lot about a business when you're able to say, um, I, we won't recommend, for instance, we won't say to somebody, this is the gun for you. We will say, this is how it should feel. Let me show you this one. Let me show you that one. And we help them make a decision. We don't ever say, oh, you should, you should get this gun. It's the best home defense gun. You should get that gun. We'll ask questions, you know, like um, about manual dexterity, for instance. Do you have trouble racking your gun? And is it an education thing where you have to learn how to do it? Or is it really a, a physical thing where your hands have trouble? And we help people all the time, even if they don't so get it from us, make a decision. Couple question, couple questions for our listeners out there. Uh, anybody central, south Jersey, do you walk into a gun store and get the synergy and the level of education and objectivity and activism that these two have just exhibited the past hour we've been on the show? So you have to ask yourself, why haven't you been to Legacy Indoor Range and Armory? Because, you know, instead of walking in and getting gruff answers or getting directed into an area you don't want to be, uh, listening to these two guys talk and the passion that they have and the level of education, it's a rarity today. You know, it's, it's hard to get that secret sauce. And I commend the two of you, and I'm so glad. I wish I had you guys on the show, you know, 150 shows ago. Although, Melissa, you were on the show, weren't you? What your daughter, I was, I was you on with studio? Sandy a while ago. Yeah, with, with Sandy Muldoon, right? When you guys yep. came for a yep. saw event. I remember that. So, uh, you know, support those who support you. Anybody who lives, you know, uh, Central and South Jersey, you got to get down there. What are you guys, what are your hours down there? We are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Saturday, 10 to 3, and Sunday is the only day we're off. <laughs> Mm, wait till you open the range. <laughs> we are aware of that. I know our life will end as we know it. Just but I mean, the, the reality yeah. is we, we're really never closed. Our website, LegacyIndoorRangeAndArmory.com, is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We do manage it ourselves in-house. Um, our shop, which you can get to through that link, 
is maintained usually within 15 minutes. Uh, we will take something down or put something up as soon as we have it, but it is open to all of the distributors that we have available, anything that we have access to. The unfortunate side is we do sell nationwide, so we have some things that are not legal in New Jersey that are on our website, but if you if you need to know, just send us an email, and we'll be more than happy to respond and let you know. Are you both going to be at the uh, gun rights uh, dinner? We have not really finalized it. I know that I had planned on going, but I don't know what, because it's right around the time I think that you're doing the laser training. Yeah, I have to look at the calendar and see if it, because I had to move my date on the laser training twice now. So I have to figure gotcha. out if it's going to correspond with it or what's going well, on. Melissa, you'll be there? I do plan on being there. Great. So just, I'll be just there because I missed the last one, we were we were still prepping to move at that point, and we uh, when I say we were working probably 12, 12 hour days, we were working long days just getting ready to move and doing. I, he did all the construction in the new Maple Shade site. I I feel guilty when people walk in and tell me how beautiful it is because I really didn't do the work. Honestly, I ran the store in Cinnamons, and while he damaged his body doing all the construction over here so that it's okay. beautiful because i am i just got to come in and be like can't we drop electric from that point <laughs> <laughs> i uh i i i copped out of the last uh, dc women for gun rights fundraiser i decided to have a new knee so i couldn't make the dinner so uh but now i have the new knee and it's working so again my wife and i will be there so i just want to say support those who support you uh, it's phenomenal to have the two of you on, the energy, the level of education, the objectivity. We need so many more like you in, this, in the gun industry to make it a better place and, and attract such a larger, di diverse group and customer base and keep growing it. Each one, reach one, support those who support you. All of those monikers, dragging people out of the closet because in New Jersey we have so many closet gun owners. So I want to thank both of you. And with that, I'm going to let you wrap it up. Uh, you guys, wrap it up, please. Say well, goodbye. I just want to say thank you, thank you so much for having us on the show. We genuinely, um, we were looking forward to it. I think both of us were like giddy excited kind of coming in this morning <laughs> to get on. Um, I, I appreciate the just having the chance to have a voice when you first started talking about having me on the show, I can't even tell you how many customers walked in and were like, oh, Melissa, you got a shout out on Anthony's show. And I'm like, what? Because I, I did not know. And then I my phone just started blowing up. Hey, you know, oh, you got to listen to this show. And, and people recording it in their cars and sending me the blurb. And then apparently you went on a montage of just saying it every week where like I was going to be dead to you. And so the messages that started coming through were, you better respond or you're going to be dead to him. And that's when I sent you the email said, I don't want to be yeah. dead to you. I've just been busy. <laughs> you know, so, but what's funny is after you did the first plug, I texted you to the number, of course, which is no longer your number, apparently. But I said, you know, thank yes. you for the shout out. I appreciate it. And I do. I think it's I, it makes me feel really good. You know, my my story starts with you when it comes to finding my voice. And I remember not wanting to be tagged in anything when I first started. And now I thoroughly enjoy getting out there and helping other women and men, frankly, find their voice. Don't be afraid to be a gun owner. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, there's a lot of fun in the sport. It's more than just defending yourself. It's a great industry, a lot of camaraderie and a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Andrew, I think. I think I, I find it ironic and I feel it, uh, I don't know exactly. We started off as being your students and coming in and taking training classes with you, you actually doing the classes and so forth. And 
you know, we're just kind of the finogs, as Melissa says. And, <laughs> you know, now, I mean, many years later, many years into the industry, education, everything like that, here we are rubbing elbows at the same level. Not totally at the same level, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's a great accomplishment that I can say for the both of us of how we have grown into this industry and now we're being recognized. And it, it takes a lot to, to get to that point. So well, I appreciate it. it. Thank you. You've, believe me, pleasure's all mine. You guys earned it. Keep doing what you do. And in a couple of months, we're going to have you guys back on the show with some updates. Uh, any news you want to share, please email it to info at Gun For Hire and I'll plug it on the show as well. Awesome. Thanks, Thank Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks, Sandy. Thank you. Sandy, wrap it up. I'm hungry. And with that, it looks like you have done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a Catholic media production. The music piece in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer, Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which he did mention once today. Thank you very much, Anthony, for doing that. Uh, you can get that book and... Uh, along with other great books at the Gun Shop Bookshop Gun Range, known as Gun for Hire, where Anthony frequents from time to time when he's not on sick leave or personal time in South Florida. Well, uh, from the shadows of the New York City skyline, uh, the beautiful Gulf shores of Alabama and Florida, where it is warm and you are cold, we love you guys, God willing, Jesus tarries, and the batteries hold out. We will see you again next week. Sweet home run.